Welcome back to A Neuron is a Cell, and today we're going to be talking all about your sense of touch. I think it's so funny that the two of us are talking about this when we're, like, polar opposites about this kind of thing. Like, we're similar. Yes. But we were just talking about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. We were so similar on so many things and, like, our thought processes on stuff. But when it comes to, like, being touchy people, we're, like, totally opposites. Like, I I am one of the least touchy people I know. Like, I barely hug my parents. Like, much less anybody. (laughs) I'm just not a hugger, never been a hugger. And that's okay. And I, you know, I don't even really like handshakes all that much. I'm just handshakes. not. Handshakes. I, I feel uncomfortable. I feel like that's a guy thing to do. Mm. Yeah, I also <laughs> like feel a... like it's very generational. Like I don't think our generation is like, especially with like COVID happening. Like, yeah. We've been so used to not touching people. Right. So. Now someone. That makes like yesterday, someone shook my hand in like an introduction. And I was like, "This is weird." I don't shake people my own age. No, yeah, no, like, that's so weird. Literally, like introdu- like name and stuck the hand out. And I was like, um. "Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello." Okay, hello. like I feel like that's over the top, but okay. Um. Right. So now you know how we feel all about our <laughs> sense of touch. But let's get back to the brain. So, a really funny thing about how the brain perceives touch is that you don't have the same number of touch receptors all over your body. It's actually really, really unevenly distributed. Uh, Your brain dedicates a lot more attention to places like your face and hands and not so much to the back of your calves. Right. If you were to draw out what the brain thinks we look like, just, like, just based on number of touch receptors we have, you get this really weird like, alien-looking <laughs> man with, like, enormous lips and hands the size of his head. Mm. And you you can look it up. It's called the homunculus. And he's scary. Right. It's actually very frightening. Like, if you're curious and brave enough to go look up a picture, um, the homunculus, and so that's H-O-M-U-N-C-U-L-U-S. Um, but like I said, only do it if you're ready. Because... <laughs> It's not a pretty sight. Prepare yourself. I hate it. <laughs> but it's kind of cool to think about how much effort our brain devotes to feeling in our hands and face. That's why our fingertips can differentiate different textures better than your knees can. Right. You also see different levels of convergence at different body, different parts of the body. So in some places, several neurons are all converging to one neuron that sends a signal to the central nervous system, while others don't converge and send their signals more directly. You can test this on yourself by taking tweezers or two toothpicks. And so we kind of did this in class the other day. Yeah. So with toothpicks and we would put the toothpicks together kind of to make one point on the end. Mm -hmm. And we'd start with that and poke. And then you move the tips apart and you, whoever you're partnered with, you like kind of just see when they think it becomes two tips instead of one. Right. You like see how far apart you can get Mm -hmm. the like you're pushing it at the same time because you have to do it at the same time or else you will register it as two touches but like you just start getting farther and farther and farther away and the farther away you can get the more like convergence there is because it's all coming from the same receptive field so like we did it like on our arms and we were able to get pretty far apart but Mm -hmm. then we did it like on our faces (laughs) and like I mean you can barely move apart before you register it as two touches um but, so yeah, you get pretty big differences depending on where, like, where in the body you're doing it. Mm. But when a touch receptor gets stimulated, it can also deactivate the ones next to it. Um, and this is, it's supposed to give you a really good sense of touch discrimination. Say, like, hey, we're being touched here and definitely not here and here. And this is 
actually what pickpocketers utilize when they're stealing something. So if you listen to them talk about it or you've ever seen, like, watched it in action, or, like, you know, you'll have those little documentaries or whatever where you'll have, like, an expert conman go and show you how he does it, you see that they create a lot of physical contact in areas with poor touch discrimination by, like, bumping into someone's side or grabbing their arm or something else. And since you don't have a lot of touch discrimination in an area like that, this inhibits nearby touch receptors really briefly so they can just reach into your pocket and take whatever you want because you're so busy noticing them, like, touching Mm -hmm. your side or grabbing your arm or whatever. So very, very sneaky. Touch fibers can also come in different sizes, too, based on how myelinated they are. Myelin is a lipid sheath that we see wrapped around neurons that increases their conducting speed and increases their diameter. Touch fibers with greater diameters are faster, whereas something like pain receptors are smaller and slower, which makes sense when we consider the example we used in class the other day about touching a hot stove. Yeah, which I... Okay, listen. I <laughs> Don't judge me, but... <laughs> do you ever get those really weird, like, intrusive thoughts? Like, you'll be driving down the road or something, and you're like, I could just... I could just go off. Yeah. You know? Like, I could just... You know, like, there's nothing stopping me. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. No, like... I'm not going to. It's just frightening to say out loud, but, like, yeah, I do the same thing. Right. (laughs) Well, okay, my, like, all-time intrusive thought, like, the one that I straight have to fight is if I see something that's really hot, I I just want to touch it. Yes. Like, lava? It looks... I want to eat it. (laughs) Every time I I see a video on TikTok... Yeah. And they're, like, molding glass. Like, I want to touch it. Yes. Yes. I want to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like... If I, so I cook and bake a lot yes. and every time I see the stove or like the oven get that like red hot color, mm-hmm. I'm just like, touch it, like put my whole hand on it, do it. And I like, I have to fight for my life. Right. Like, Cause you know, it's going to hurt so bad. Yeah, like, obviously that's so stupid, but, um, so I, I don't, I don't do it. Um, but if I were to give into one of those intrusive thoughts, which I'm, I'm not, I swear. That's good. Um, my hand, thanks to my little touch receptors, would reflexively pull away before I even registered that it hurt, just because those fibers are faster mm-hmm. based on It's kind of like when I'm curling my hair and, like, I burn myself and it doesn't even hurt, but I'm like, right. oh. Like, <laughs> and then, like, five seconds later, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, that like no, that actually hurt. Yeah, it's based on the, like you're saying, the different, like, myelination for the neurons. Like, the ones that are sensing pain are slower than the ones that were sense, like, how hot things are, you know. You've also got a lot of different types of touch receptors. Some are wrapped around hair follicles so they can sense stimuli outside the body, body maybe like some wind. Mm. You've got some that sit at the surface of the skin that detect pressure, and you've got other deeper ones for pain and pressure, some that detect very light touch of all kinds. Right. And as far as how touch is encoded, we'd probably call it a frequency code mm. with a hint of some some label line mm-hmm. stuff in there, which means the intensity of the stimulus determines the intensity of response. So, like, a hug from mom is fine, but, like, getting hit by a bus is not. Mm. You know, checks out. Yeah. Many of the receptors we use to perceive touch slash pain are called transient receptor potential channels. If you trip these guys up, you can relieve some pain. That's how mint or eucalyptus essential oils work. I know if I have a really bad headache, I can rub some eucalyptus oil on my forehead mm-hmm. and it helps. And it turns out it's because it's directly affecting these channel- channels and desensitizing those neurons to whatever was causing the pain in the first place. And spicy foods 
fun fact, mm. also activate these channels, which is why we perceive them as physically hot even when they're not. They're not. Okay. Um, and peppers, for example, the oil that binds to these receptors is called capsaicin. And that's why they tell you to drink milk instead of water when you've eaten something spicy. Since water and oil don't mix, water can't wash it away. Mm. So it just keeps activating those pain receptors and, like, spreading it around. (laughs) So, okay, funny story about this. So one time I was in Mexico for a a mission trip. And there were some... This was in high school. And so just just keep that in mind. It's a Mm. bunch of high schoolers, including a bunch of high school guys. Yes. And so we're going around house to house, um, just in this small town and, um, like just bringing some people food and just talking to people and inviting them to church, that kind of thing. Um, or there, um, there's this one elderly lady we were going to visit who went to the church we were working with and we go to her house and she had this itty bitty garden and she was growing these peppers. And I don't remember, I don't know what kind of peppers they were, but Mm. she was, like, there. And she didn't speak much English, um, and a lot of us didn't really speak much Spanish. So, we, I mean, we had a translator, and it was fine. And we we all knew enough to communicate some. Um, But these guys were like, hey, are those hot peppers? Like, I love spicy stuff. And she was like, yeah, yeah. But she's like, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't recommend trying them. They're like, no, 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 we can do it. And she's like, no, it's... They're like very spicy, very spicy, and just kept saying like very spicy. No, 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 don't, <laughs> don't do it. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. So right, proving their masculinity. Right, of course, yes. of course. What else would you do on a um, group trip? Yeah, of course. So it was like two of the guys on our trip, and they ended up just taking a bite. She was like, okay, she picked it for them and handed it to them, and they just they just took a big old bite because she told them she was like, absolutely don't eat the whole things. But so I think they like shared one or whatever. Okay. So, and I mean, five seconds in, they're sobbing. Like, their faces get, like, beat red, and they're just, like, crying, and we're like, okay, we've got, like, we've got to run. we got to go find, because all we had was water, and we couldn't drink the water there. We had to bring bottled water. Oh, my god! And so everyone only had, like, their water bottles for the day, and this was late in the day, so we, none of us had that much water left, which, I mean, we were offering it, we were trying, but, like, water doesn't help. So, (laughs) so then we're trying to find milk, but there aren't, like... They just don't really have refrigerators, and so nobody had, nobody had oh. milk. They didn't really drink milk, like, right. we couldn't find any. So we were going from, like, trying to find gas stations or, like, little markets or whatever, like, looking for milk, and, I mean, it took us probably 20 or 30 minutes where we found oh some gosh. milk for him, and he, like, they were just, like, crying, and the whole time this old lady was just, she was just like, ultra mistake. Ultra mistake. Ultra mistake. <laughs> and just like laugh, like giggling, shaking her head. That's so funny. She tried to tell them. Yeah, she did. They she begged did. for it. They yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's a funny spicy story. Yeah. Spicy story. Spicy food story. My spicy. Story. My spicy story. <laughs> oh, we had to like track down milk in Mexico. Yeah, um, quite spicy. Yeah. But now you know the neurobiology <laughs> behind spicy yeah. food, so that's fun. Right. But don't worry, we've got plenty I'm more where that came facts. from. Yeah, okay, listen, I listened to this one podcast. This was, oh goodness, I mean, this wasn't that long ago. Maybe two or three years ago. Um, that was explaining a study that they did on the importance of touch in development of rats. So um, they had one mom like, with her litter, and she was very nurturing, like, she touched them, and she licked them, and, like, was just, you know, nurturing rat Mm -hmm. mom, you know, just as you do, and then they had another one that was, like, really anxious, didn't touch them, didn't lick them, didn't, 
anything. And they found that the mom, the the babies from the mom who licked them grew up to be like calmer and less anxious and friendlier and mm-hmm. happier. And then they also grew up to like lick their babies. Whereas the mom, the babies from the mom, the anxious mom who didn't lick them and didn't do all these things, like they weren't as good they weren't as intelligent and they weren't they were super super anxious and they weren't friendly they were mean Mm -hmm. and then they were mean to their babies um Mm -hmm. so like it just showed that like okay like like touch was really important in their development Mm -hmm. even as little baby little baby rat pups i know well i think about like i think i read this somewhere but like just, like, holding a baby can boost their immune system, oh, like, yeah. skin-on-skin contact. Yes. And so, like, children who don't have parents, like, right. and go to orphanages, they don't really get hold held as much. Right. And so they tend to get sicker because they don't have that connection. Well, yeah, there's, like, a ton of evidence and studies that show, like, that exact thing, that, like, babies need to be touched. Like, there's mm-hmm. a, um, the best example of this, I mean, it's not it's not best, it's Mm -hmm. awful, um, is that during the Romanian Revolution, there were, like, just a ton of orphans and not enough people to take care of them, um, so they grew up, like, the kids in the orphanages grew up with really, really high rates of depression, schizophrenia, bipolar disorders, and make, probably, like, unexpectedly, because, you know, you would expect some, some more, like, mental disorders from that kind of, from neglect and that kind of thing, but, yeah, like you were saying, they had really, really high rates of physical illnesses, especially with their skin and mm. immune system. Um, we don't really know exactly why um, touch is important to a baby's development, but like you are saying, they have a higher rate of survival if they're held, like mm-hmm. preemie babies or sick babies. So one way or another, we don't know, you know, exactly why or how. And you know what? No matter what anyone believes, we are hardwired to touch each other. It's true. It, you know, we you need, need it. seven hugs a day. Isn't that it? Really? I think so. To be like, like at least you need seven. I think that's what I read one time. What? Yeah. Okay, well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I guess I need to hug okay. people more. <laughs> <laughs> On a lighter note. Right. <laughs> touch can shape your first impressions of people in really weird ways. Uh, there was a study that introduced two people to each other, and they gave them either a hot or a cold drink to sip while they interacted. Those with warm drinks tend- tended to rate the person they met as being a warmer, more sociable person than those who had cold drinks. They didn't rate them as smarter or better or whatever, but they just thought they were warmer. Uh-huh. And obviously, there's a really emotional aspect of touch, too. It's a social activity, a way of connecting with other people. Mm. Um, even the rare people with no proper sense of touch could still typically identify that physical contact on different parts of their body was pleasurable, even if they didn't have the ability to distinguish it very well. Mm. Um, Studies have also shown how important social touch is. Simply being touched by a woman is shown to increase confidence in everyone and increase risk-taking behavior in men. Which, listen, I don't know about you, but that kind of boosts my confidence. Like, that's so much power. Yeah. like, we can just make... Make people risky. Yeah, and make people confident just by, you know, a simple touch. touch. I love that. But it's also actually one of the number one complaints of the older population 
that as they age, they start to feel invisible because they stop being touched in non-medical, non-exploitive ways. So, hug your grandma. <laughs> Isn't that sad? That's so sad. Which, I mean, yeah, if you think about it, like, you know, when I go to church, it'll always be those old ladies or whatever that just, like, want to touch you or yes. want to, like, shake hold your, your hand. Hands. Yeah, like, hold your hand for so long. And I'm always like, why? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. But I guess it does. Like, people, I guess, are oh, they get fragile, and so you don't want to touch them, and right. you get out of their way, and whatever, they just have less. And they just crave that. Yeah, every time I go, my mamaw wants me to sit, like, right next to her. She's 99, and she's in the nursing home, so she only sees so many people, mm-hmm. but it's like, when I'm with her, she's, like, holding on to my hand, because it. she sees my family, and that's about it during the Aww. day, so it's like, she gets touched by the nurses, you know, to get helped up and down, but that's not the same as, I don't know. Right. Loved on. Right. So. Oh. Yeah. Well. I feel like we keep talking about. I don't know why is this being depressing. Anyway, okay. <laughs> okay, I've got a cool one. This this one, this one isn't sad. This is actually okay. really awesome. Yay. Um. So technically, our sense of touch is so sensitive that you can feel some viruses in single-celled right. organisms. Right. Okay. So a study showed that humans could differentiate between surfaces with patterns like they it was like ridges so they like raised it off these surfaces mm-hmm. with ridges only about 13 nanometers apart like they could sense oh, wow. differences that small and that's like super tiny so so 13 nanometers a nanometer is a thousandth of a micrometer and a micrometer is a thousandth of a millimeter and which is a thousandth mm, of a meter so right. we're talking like dummy small like yes. super tiny and viruses can be up to 200 nanometers, so well within our range of, of sensation. So Right. So you can actually feel... Yeah, like, you virus. you wouldn't, like, know, yeah. I guess, but technically, technically, your touch is so sensitive, like, in your fingers, wow. you could. Isn't that nuts? That... Wow. We have yeah. really uncovered Yeah, we have hit a lot today. Uh, well, I think that's enough mind-blowing right. for today. We've mm-hmm. wrapped up the senses, so next time we're going to get into some disorders of the nervous Ooh. system, which we're pretty excited about. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of clinical applications. So fun. So make right. sure to listen, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.